Hey pigs, welcome to Nailed, a Halo-by-Halo Halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. And my name is Blake. My name is Jessica, and that meowing you sometimes hear, that's Oscar, our cat. That's the third mic, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might hear him from time to time because we can't do anything about that. He just won't listen. <laughs> so... This is what we're calling Halo Zero, mm-hmm. and we're going to do all the Halos, of course, but as we all know, there is no Halo Zero officially. So what is this that we're doing? Well, exactly? I think it's just a, a nice introduction to uh, us and the podcast and mm. things that we hope to cover. But yeah, I mean, usually like if I'm uh, listening to a new podcast... Like if I discover one, if someone recommends it to me, whatever, I scroll to the very first episode and uh, usually that's a good intro. And so I thought this could be just kind of an introduction. Right. Like what the hell is this podcast? What's it going to do? What's it going to be like? Who are these people? Why should I care? So should I say that we're a married couple? Sure. We're husband and wife and we love Nine Inch Nails and we have since we were teens and it's almost to the point of obsession, maybe. It, hmm. Is that fair? Um, well, okay. You own like 25 t-shirts, but tell me it's not obsess- obsession. <laughs> As a teen, I was pretty obsessed. And yeah. then it's kind of ebbed and flowed at different Definitely. times in my life. So I've had times where I didn't care that much, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm back into it now. Definitely. I think the pandemic did something yes. to me. <laughs> this is definitely a, like a post. Well, a lot of it was recording during the pandemic and toward the tail end if this is actually the tail end of I mean, the pandemic know. it kind of what's gonna happen true. we don't know who knows who knows what'll happen by the time you're listening to this it, but it kind of comes out of that era when everybody had a lot of dark feelings and thoughts and so of course we might turn back to our favorite band with um all the all the great dark music that we've loved mm-hmm we want to revisit it. And also, we're podcasters by nature. So I guess we're going to process it the only way we know how, which is to podcast through it. <laughs> this is our therapy. We're too poor yeah, pretty for much. real therapy. It's like couples therapy, like a counselor, but you don't have to pay them. Yeah. In fact, I'm paying just to put this damn thing on the internet. Still cheaper than real therapy, though. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Way cheaper. I mean, you know, America, you know, our insurance. Terrible. You know we don't care about mental health. So we, the way we, we, we've recorded the first handful of Halos and. I would say we got the Pretty Hate Machine era down. Yeah. yeah. Including uh, a bonus episode. Including Purest Feeling. If you want to start with Purest Feeling and go completely chronological, you got to join our Patreon. Because any Halo, any content that's not a Halo, like a Purest Feeling, like a broken film, is going to be bonus content uh, for Patreon subscribers this show feed will be Halos only. Mm-hmm. So after this episode, we'll be doing Halos 1 through 34. And uh, I guess two things could happen after that. Uh, well, they release more stuff by that time, and then we add that. The show, nobody ends up listening, and this show doesn't go anywhere, and we just quit. <laughs> or two, actually, there's more options. But we go back through them again and say all the stuff we missed, and or... We do the sigils and seeds, maybe. 
I know I didn't run this past Jessica. No, I'm just thinking of all the work. That's other Sorry. stuff we could do if we run because it's you know a 34 episode podcast is not very long, but that's where we could get more stuff because there's you know there's more there's be, it goes beyond the halos. But the main focus of this <laughs> podcast, it's right there on the podcast artwork, the subtitle, a Halo by Halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the the podcast art, I want to thank Tyler Snell who is our podcast artist, has done a whole slew of custom podcast art for us, not just the one uh, cover art you'll see when you listen to the podcast, but other stuff we're going to use throughout. And it's all really cool and kind of done in a NIN homage style, but also it's kind of his own thing. And I don't know, I just like it a lot. Very good art. Thank you, Tyler. Yes. And expect it to change uh, as we go to more match each um, era of the band's art. So as we go through all those, I feel like we we know a lot of <laughs> we know a lot of the minutia and the trivia, and we're big nerds about it. Mm. But I do want to say this disclaimer: I feel like I know absolutely fucking nothing. Well, you research more than me, though. Jessica has books about Nine Inch Nails sitting right here in front of her that she's read. All I've ever read was the Pretty Hate Machine 33 and a third booklet. Read that, yeah. And it had a little bit about Nine Inch Nails, but a lot about the the Rust Belt. Um, anyway, I feel like since uh, I was like 14, I accumulated a lot of Nine Inch Nails knowledge. Nine Inch knowledge. But I've been spending time on the, on the NIN Reddit. And a lot of you who are listening are probably going to know things that are going to know more than Jessica and I know. Maybe we'll know some things you didn't. Doubtful. Maybe you'll know some things that we don't know and we'll be reaching for something and we don't quite get there and you're on the other side of the podcast screaming at the speaker because we got the wrong answer. We're going to try to fact check as best we can and, and go back and edit edit things if we get them wrong. Yeah, I've so. been trying to do that. And also just due to time constraints, we can't go over everything yeah like we're gonna have to omit some stuff and either come back to it in later discussions if it comes back up again or you know if if we have listeners who send us you know hey you left out this stuff mm-hmm. maybe we'll do like a um, episode where we read those responses and yes. talk about them um, and i think the more interactive you all listeners are the more you engage with us the more we can kind of pool the interesting bits of trivia and knowledge and incorporate and yeah. incorporate that in the show. Because the amount of information out there is actually really overwhelming yes. and trying to put we, it all together for a podcast. And with, make it not four hours long. Yeah, it's, it's really overwhelming. I mean, there's a ton and there's a mm-hmm. ton of um, sources. There's NIN Wiki. Um, there's, uh, well, there's, NIN Live Archive. Yes, that's a really good one. It's a really good one. So you can go and listen and download to all kinds of, uh, concerts throughout the years. I think there's even that's an amazing one. a show that was recorded on their very first tour, Skinny Puppy. I was Ooh, listening I need, to it the other to go, day. Is it a video or just no, audio? audio? I really want to go listen to that. I'd love to see video. Um, as I said, r slash uh, NIN, people on, on there mm-hmm. blow me away with their knowledge. I also want to shout out r slash NIN Circle Jerk. Uh, <laughs> when I want to be cheered up and laugh, it's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people there are knowledgeable too. There's an IN uh, hotline. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good site there with a lot of archival content. Is it still content. in a website format? Yes. Okay. I've been going. It's like web 1.0. <laughs> like it's, yeah. yeah. I went to that since I was, when I was 15, you know, like mm-hmm. that's how I got all my info. Like that was the shit and Meathead. And I want to shout out Meathead. <laughs> And then on uh, Instagram, there's a really cool account I've recently started following. I think it's relatively new uh, called Background Worlds. Yeah, there's a million. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a million Instas. There's tons, but this one. Pretty broken machine. I'm mm-hmm. just saying things off the top of my head. To give people shout outs here. Um, Trent Reznor's Trad Wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's still up by the time you hear this. Um, can I shout out someone who is a content creator that inspired me a little bit? To sure. start doing the show, can I thank uh, Ixi, I-X-I, who, if you're a fan, you you probably have seen her YouTube channel by now, because mm-hmm. she's, like, blowing up, like, overnight sensation, because she's doing extremely detailed music theory breakdowns of Nine Inch Nails songs, doing yes. all of Downward Spiral right now, and she just does it on her piano. Yeah, and also someone who started doing this during the pandemic, and yes. as a way to reach right. out and communicate with people. Yeah, so yeah. we were we were like, w- let's do something like that, but we don't have the music theory skills or background. Definitely but, don't have uh, that kind of knowledge. I, Here's yeah, the thing, is like you, we both approach this kind of differently too, mm-hmm. whereas you are trained in uh engineering oh we should yeah we should talk about our backgrounds just a little bit to give people context but yes fin- go, go ahead no you can you can talk about yourself no, brag about yourself blake no i that, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm not like oh uh, let, give me some time to brag because i'm not uh, a braggadocious person yeah but uh yeah we do we have different each of us come at it a different way mm-hmm. and that's probably because of our backgrounds um my background is i am <laughs> I'm a current librarian, uh, but also I've been an audio engineer by trade for a long time, a couple decades, and uh, I've been a musician, musician type person since I was a teenager. And Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails kind of inspired, I would say, are the biggest inspiration to me uh, making my own music and being a musician since that uh, tender age. Because I don't, I don't know which came first, like my interest in computer music and synths and all that stuff and keyboards or, or loving Nine Inch Nails. They kind of came at the same time. And so hearing it, I was kind of validated as like a nerd who just wanted to make music in his bedroom on his computer. And so I was like, oh, music can be like this. Okay. Like listening to Pretty Hate Machine and, and stuff. Um... So I come at it from a technical audio, a technical audio standpoint often because that's my background and I, I'm really interested in like the little technical details of what Trent does. Like that's some of the stuff I'm most interested in. Of course, just my gut feelings about stuff is also very important to me mm-hmm. in this music. But what way do you come at it that's different from me and what's your background? <laughs> well, I have no formal uh training in any kind of audio engineering or uh, music even. I mean, unless you count my very brief period in band for like three Mm. years. Clarinet, I mean, that Mm -hmm. counts. But yeah, um, I've just always, not always, probably in late junior high, I discovered alt-rock through Bush. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dumbest. I know, so... Bush before Nirvana? 
Well, I knew who Nirvana was and, and knew vaguely, but I got really, really, really into Bush. Um, I was an eighth eighth grade girl, you know, mm-hmm. seventh grade, whatever. I don't know how old I was. Well, eighth grade, I saw them in concert. So it must have been that I got that CD way before that, right? But because of that, actually, it's one of those things where you get really into a band and you start reading every piece of, you start reading just every magazine article you can find about them because at the time we didn't have internet at my house it was literally like go out and buy rolling stone and hope that they mention this band you love Mm -hmm. um something like that and anyway i just became obsessed with um alternative rock and that led to my first like real good band i liked were like the pixies i mean i mean it's just that that they were one of the first in quotes good bands that i liked too yeah and honestly, I discovered them because Gavin Rossdale, and I'm going to be honest, like in a Rolling Stone article was talking about how, well, everything Nirvana did was a rip, like cause he's always been accused of being like a Nirvana ripoff. Yeah. And he was like very defensive and he was like, well, everything Nirvana yeah, yeah. did ripped okay. off the Pixies. Like if you, look, if you look at Gouge Away, it's basically the architecture of like every Nirvana song. I figured out what album it was on. I bought Doolittle and it blew my mind. And from that moment on, I just became this person whose whole personality was music girl. (laughs) Um, Not horse girl? No, not horse girl. In fact, in like high school, whenever we did like job predictions, everyone's like, Jessica's going to start her own music magazine and be a music journalist. I was hoping they'd say rock star. Oh, no. That's the next best thing. It was more like someone who just gets to document rock stars, right? She'll Uh, be the Lester Bangs. (laughs) She's going to be the Cameron (laughs) Crowe. So... Yeah, um, when I actually, The Downward Spiral was my first. I didn't get it when it first came out because when it first came out, I was in sixth grade. I do clearly remember the Closer video, though, from when I was in sixth grade, but Mm. I don't think I bought the album itself until eighth or ninth grade, and then it was just Nine Inch Nails Obsession, right? Yeah. So, and of course, anything associated with Nothing Records at the time, too. Like, I had the Prick CD, and I had Marilyn Manson, and Mm -hmm. I had... Trying to think of, I know I had other nothing releases. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. I had the the. I I listened to a few other things on that mm-hmm. record. And then anything Trent too. associated, like I had the Natural Born Killer soundtrack and the Crow soundtrack, which was yeah. actually very formative to mm. me discovering many, many young women's lives. Well, that was also the first time I ever heard a Cure song. Was oh yeah, Burn from the Crow soundtrack. I was like in sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember the Cure song Burn. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I know that one. It might um, be only on the Crow soundtrack. Yeah, I can't okay. remember. But anyway, I'm sorry. I was supposed to talk about our. Uh, yeah, just kind of like. But yeah, I and who you are. Anyway, in college, I, I majored in lit and uh, creative writing, and I think I come at this as a a person whose education is in that. Whereas I like to look at things like historical context and um, audience reaction and the art that this art creates, right? So the things that this has inspired Uh culturally, um, whether it's visual aesthetics or uh, other music, Uh uh, things like that. So that's, those are more of the things that interest me um, whenever we're talking about the band and about the music. Do you also want to come back and just rant about Gavin Ross still being stupid for a second? You can. I just wanted to say, (laughs) In many interviews. We know he's a himbo, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Kurt Cobain freely admitted that all he wanted in life was to rip off the Pixies and to be like them. So to throw that in his face as if it's some secret that only Gavin Rossdale knows about 
and attack them for it. I don't think he was attacking. I think he was defending himself. It's, it is funny to be a ripoff of a ripoff. <laughs> I do. I, I do love Nirvana and that's mm-hmm. they are and the Pixies. They're the reason I know who the Pixies are. Um, Can I tell you something? Yes. I quit listening to Bush after their second album, baby. So not mm. a loyal fan to Bush here. Mm. I think it's because I listened to so much good music that I was like, oh, critics are right. This is not good. So obviously we are music heads. Uh, I should specify uh, 90s alt rock music heads. We know a lot about, you know, stuff older millennials know about. And uh, we like to rant about it, uh, even though we may not know about what's going on <laughs> in the current moment. We know a little, not a lot. Have you ever heard one twenty one pilot song? I I'm pretty sure I have, but I just couldn't hum it. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I've seen a clip. I couldn't name one. Yeah. And I'm not that interested. Yeah, me neither. That's how you know you're old. Most rock music I'm not You know how you're old know you're old? Uh how? When you've never listened to one machine gun Kelly song. <laughs> That's how yeah. you know you're old. It looks like something I don't care. For, I would not care for. Yeah. Uh, I should, because you mentioned Downward Spiral. I was 10. I was too young for mm-hmm. that filthy stuff. Although I was aware of, of course, Closer, because, you know, it was. Uh, uh, At 10 you were? Well, maybe 10 and 11 and 12 and 13, because, you know, it was on the radio and people talked about it. And like kids on the playground talked about it because it was the dirty song. Fuck kids you, on like playgrounds? So you're playing yeah. kickball and kids are like, hey, you hear that? Fuck you song. I'm just saying kids in school would make reference to it because it's the song that says fuck you like an animal. Didn't they do that in your school? Like just we were in it was the end of sixth grade. So it was that transitional phase between sixth and seventh grade that that album came out. I can't nail down a certain moment in my life, but I I know that kids. I'm a little bit older than you, so I can definitely remember maybe more than you can. Any song with something dirty in it, kids would would mention. So I knew it only for that. Um, I got into the band for real shortly after the Fragile came out, mm-hmm. and so there's a certain uh, like Gen Xer fan that would think that makes me a poser. Um, but the upside is that younger millennials and, and Gen Z people will think I'm I'm an old head <laughs> for <laughs> for loving the Fragile and jumping on board in the year 2000. That's when mm-hmm. I I got on there, uh, Starfuckers and all that. <laughs> Uh, that's what I got on board. Yeah, I remember, though, listening. My friend Erica had a copy of The Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. And I remember going over to her house like in seventh grade. And we would sit in her room. And she would she had a little boom box. Mm-hmm. And if her mom was home, we were playing it. She would turn it down really low. Because yeah. her mom, one, didn't know she had the CD. <laughs> and two, had no idea <laughs> what was on it. Oh, I know that And feeling. like we'd be listening to it just in secret. Like, we're so bad. Dirty. Yeah. Um, Are you t- you're talking about Downward Spiral? Yes. And I remember like I turned it up a little bit during, I think, March of the Pigs. And she's like, turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> like she yelled at me so oh, loud. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what it's like to have to sneak around a little bit. My parents weren't that prude. Um, I've told you, I've told you about how my mom once briefly took away, I think it was three, C- at least three CDs, Marilyn Manson, <laughs> Dead Kennedys, and Rage Against the Machine. Wow. Okay. Because she wanted to know what it was about. Did she? I she, cannot imagine your mom listening. She fucking listened, and she said this stuff is weird and gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not like she didn't approve, mm-hmm. at, uh, but she also didn't forbid forbid it like yeah. she gave it back and was just yeah. like whatever like she clearly didn't understand no but, she didn't understand me man and she never did no man but 
when I was like in eighth grade, it was just kind of like my mom's big thing was we could always listen to and read and watch whatever we wanted when we were basic like junior high to high school age, as long as it wasn't pornographic. But one time I think she did see a Marilyn Manson music video and was like, I don't care what you listen to, but I think he's really weird. <laughs> Not that. I, and I, I think that, and what blows my mind is like, no one saw like it was just phony rock theatrics. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it's Alice Cooper. It's Gigi Allen. Well, okay. Gigi Allen is unacceptable anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, it's just the the the, the 90s version of Alice it's Cooper. It's Kiss. It's just yeah, the, yeah, fun yeah. Ni- uh, the fun, well, not necessarily fun, but wanna... the theatrical, dark, evil side of rock and roll you know his that. problem is he couldn't leave the evilness on stage his problem is that he did so much coke it fucked his brain and he's yeah, in like a his, coke psychosis his, his brain and, is yeah melted gone uh so and of course and i ended the, the trent did the theatrics and the, the the evilness on stage in the 90s as well not to the level that manson did where uh, uh, to a similar level mm. you know but it here's was, the thing. Here's the difference. As a 14 year old girl, Trent made me horny. Uh, Manson never made me horny. Well, <laughs> he was have you seen? Like, have you seen what like the guy so, looks like? <laughs> he was just so cartoonish and always was. Like I never. He was also him. never hot, and Trent Reznor was always hot. But uh, Trent Reznor wouldn't like make his flesh look decayed or walk <laughs> out in prosthetics or. You know, throw a bag of puppies to an audience to let them tear them apart. Sorry, uh, we were talking about rock urban legends the other night. Yeah, so there's a we can't get into all the stupid urban legends about him. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any urban legends about Nine Inch Nails? Sure, are there? Yeah, like their name. Oh, okay. Tell me the the one that you know about that. Um, like Christian kids would come up to me when I was wearing my Nine Inch Nails shirt <laughs> in school, and I here's the thing: is I'm from Marshfield, Missouri. That's where I was born. It's a very, very, very small town, Midwest, Bible Belt, Ozarks, Red State, bullshit. We, and we still live in that area. But it's not like we're now. Listen, in- <laughs> we don't have the money to get away. No. <laughs> Do you have the money to And move? we have no place better to go. Really. I mean, it's America. <laughs> family, it's all bad. Yeah, it's all bad, guys. So anyway, they'd come to me and they'd say, you know what Nine Inch Nails means. Like My, Nine Inch cool. Nails were the length of the nails that were used to crucify Christ. So Those nails were nine inches long. You could argue that that makes them a Christian band. I guess I I don't know what they're trying to get at. The nails <laughs> murdered Christ, Blake. So bad. It's a dumb, it's a really dumb thing. Mm-hmm. But this is not a podcast about my takes on religion. That might be something we talk about, though. It could be. Mm-hmm. I, I think I heard long ago, I just read somewhere that Trent Reznor just thought it sounded cool mm-hmm. and tough. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that that tracks. That he makes sense. Was, he probably like, this sounds cool. And also in. Uh, yes. In. Ooh. And it makes a great logo. Makes a great logo. A great abbreviation. It just works. Makes a great, like, iconic logo. Yes. Yes. You know it anywhere. Even my eight-year-old niece recognizes it. Really? Mm-hmm. How'd she recognize it? Like, well, I play Animal Crossing. <laughs> she came oh. to my village and all my people were wearing, I have like NIN sweatshirts and stuff. And so she came to my store and took some so that she has them, like her character wears NIN. And she was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, they're my favorite band, uh. Nine Inch Nails. And now she just recognizes it instantly. Yeah. She's like, if I'm wearing it, she's like, oh, that's your favorite band. 
I don't sh- I don't think she's ever heard their filthy music. She heard Down in It. Oh right, we uh-huh. played the most kid friendly song, Down in It. Yes. Um. So, just a couple of quick things. Um, we were talking about uh sources. I'll also probably be using. We talked about Daphne Carr. She wrote the thirty three and a third mm-hmm. about Pretty Hate Machine, which I really enjoyed because it's the kind of stuff I like to read about, like politics and history of an area and. Can I say something and, ab- and stories about it? from people uh, about how the music affected them? Yes, I did like that. But in a few parts, she talked. She got into the the technical details of the making of Pretty Hate Machine, mm-hmm. what samplers Trent used, other gear that he used, Right Track Studio in Cleveland, and I wanted a book just about that, like every technical detail about the making of Pretty Hate Machine. That mm-hmm. would be a better thing for me. You would probably more like Low, which is. The, the 33 and the third about David Bowie's low, which was really mm. good and very techie. I should read it. So anyway, um, I also have a book written. It's very recent by Adam Steiner called Into the Never. It's Nine Inch Nails and the Creation of the Downward Spiral. I've read it once already. It's very philosophical and very dense. Um, I might revisit it just to whenever we get into the Downward Spiral era because there is some technical information in it. I was going to say how how into the nitty gritty of the making of the album does it get? There's a little bit of like the, like where it was recorded. Well, I know t- where it was recorded. It's Charlie super, Manson's house. It's not super techie. It's not Charlie Manson's house. It's a house where he oh, wait. murders. <laughs> it was, okay, Sharon, Sharon Tate's house. Actually, it's not even, it's called the Tate house, but I don't even, did she own it? I thought she, she was staying there, with friends. She lived there with Roman Polanski. It was her house. Maybe they had guests then because there were three people that were killed. Yeah, it was her yeah. friends. Okay. Anyway, that's we haven't. We'll get there eventually. Yeesh! What a dark episode. Um, <laughs> a dark part of an amazing fucking album. Um, anyway, uh, also, sorry. I've been reading. Um, as someone who loves music, the crazy thing is I don't know much about industrial music, which is the scene that. Nor do I. Nine Inch Nails. Basically, I mean, run from. I, I mean, know. I know the I know the basics, right? Like, I know about like ministry, I, and yeah. I know about skinny puppy, throbbing and I know gristle. throbbing crystal. We know who that is, but I don't know much more. And you know, I have right. I have a vague knowledge of that. But this this book is called Assimilate. It's a uh, critical history of industrial music by S. Alexander Reed. Guys, this thing's legit. Oxford University Press. Wow, <laughs> it is fucking dense as hell. You, she's made a lot of. Uh, She's flagged a lot of pages yeah, in here. And I honestly wish I had read this or started it a little bit before we started recording our podcast. But there are things in here we can come back to. But one mm. of the things I wish I read about before Pretty Hate Machine was like the relationship between industrial music and hip hop. Mm. Um, because there are a lot of similarities in uh, the structure yeah. of the songs and in the way they're recorded. And we talk about that briefly about hip hop in Pretty Hate Machine. When we were doing Pretty Hate Machine and its singles, I was blown away by how related to hip hop yeah. the whole thing was. And a lot of it is because industrial music is also a big sample yes. culture. And, and so is hip hop. I obviously. didn't even know how sample based Pretty Hate Machine was until we started researching it more. Mm-hmm. Um, Does this book talk about Nine Inch Nails much? Okay, here's the thing is I am just now getting to wax tracks. Oh, okay. And so this is, I'm on page like 200 and something. So I'm just now getting to Wax Tracks era of, which is like 
probably considered what second wave industrial, maybe third. Wave Does it talk about like really old stuff, like pre craft work, like the invention of the synthesizer stuff? A like little that. bit, yeah. Bob Moog. Does it talk about him? I mean, it doesn't get into like his history, <laughs> but a lot of this is just like about the theoretical, mm. uh, philosophical conditions that arose and and political. Conditions that arose for industrial to be born. I mean, there's a whole chapter about race and industrial music. There's a whole chapter about fascism and industrial music. It's really Mm. interesting and it's very dense, but I do recommend it. I'm usually a fast reader. I've been taking my time with this. It has taken me months to get this far because it is so dense. Um, But highly recommend it. Check it out. Assimilate. Assimilate. That's what it's called. Yes. So, um, which is also a skinny puppy song. So, if you want. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, I've created some sources for you guys. Um, I have playlists on Spotify. One of those playlists is just called Assimilate, a critical history nice. of industrial music, where I am just putting in every single song that I come across that is mentioned in this book. Whether it's industrial or not, are there Human League songs on there? Yes, because <laughs> Human League's early stuff was actually kind of industrial, like industrial and new wave and no wave. And Are they the ones who did Melt With You? No. That Shit. is modern English. Oh, I'm Human down. League did don't uh, don't you want me, baby? Oh, that's a great ass song. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Okay. Doesn't sound like industrial, but. Well, no, they obviously their sound uh, kind of changed, kind of like Ministry, who started out as a oh, new wave band and went the opposite direction. Synth pop. Yeah. Um, and I also created a playlist of that I called Nine N I N samples, which are samples of known samples, by mm-hmm. the way of music used in Nine Inch Nails song and I've tried to put them in halo order so I will be adding to it as we continue on this journey so if you're interested and want to hear I don't know the Barmy band or whatever he sampled for Down In It there you go Uh, Barmy Army Army. 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 Stadium Rock (laughs) thank you what I call it the Barney band Barmy, yeah, Barmy, Barmy band, whatever. That's not right. I'm still on the fence about that. You know what's funny though? What? I'm I'm working on a podcast about uh, sports betting, and I use Stadium Rock as some interstitial music in that. Did you? Yeah. Did they Did they like it? Uh, they didn't say anything, so I assume it was fine. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Blake does freelance. I don't. Uh, I don't get work. a lot of feedback. I just get paid, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so that's about all I have for like sources. I'm also going to be using like some mainstream rock magazines. I started ordering like old issues of Spin and Rolling Stone that I remember owning as a kid. Mm. So I'll be referencing interviews in those. We're going to be, I, I would like to (laughs) collect even more obscure crap. Mm hmm. Um, like cool CD and vinyl that we've never had. I just ordered something on a whim. That might maybe a bit of a gamble. It was super cheap. What'd you get? I think what I ordered from eBay is the UK CD of Head Like a Hole. Ooh, with the opal. With, with the cool, yeah. It, yeah. If this is, it didn't have a lot of detail, but it had the picture of the cool pink and blue. Yeah, I've art. seen that and I've almost ordered it sometimes. And I'm like, I don't trust that because they don't have a picture of the actual item. But you know it's what? It's just a picture of the cover. If it's wrong, I'll probably get my money back. So mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, I recently ordered... From the Nine Inch Nails website, the slip 
on CD. Ooh, that I'm really excited about. And also Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, because we don't have that on vinyl. I think it was only released in like yeah. a very expensive edition on vinyl. I bought the slip when it first came out, and it had, of course, that numbered <laughs> out of 250,000 mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And it's still described that way on the website, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know where they, <laughs> they found them in a warehouse, apparently. I don't know what I'm getting in the mail, honestly. But I lo- I think I, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think I'm getting these items in the mail. Well, it's weird because they put fake items on this Memorial Day sale, mm-hmm. a reptile cassette, which mm-hmm. never existed, and a closure laser disc, very funny, uh, which never existed. And then they made them sold out. Um, so people are like, is it just a joke or is it a joke that's also hinting at something to come? And so now all everyone's speculating on Reddit and stuff like. Well, I just want to know what I'm going to get in the mail. I think we're going to get the actual thing we ordered. They're not trying to scam us. I don't No, think. I don't think it's a scam, but it might be a funny prank that we get something else. I don't know. Well, I don't know what a to funny, expect. a funny mank. You mean it'd be cool if they just sent us mank. That's what I said. And yeah. you were like, no, <laughs> I know. But it would, wouldn't it be cool if they, for, maybe they were like, look, it's been a rough year. So you thought it's you were been getting a the really slip. rough year. You're all getting mank. All right. You thought you're getting the slip. But here is a beautiful edition of mank. Or here are two tickets to one of our a secret Cleveland show that no one knows about. But people oh that bought God. this shit. Remember secret shows. I, I want a secret show. You know what? I'm still so depressed that we couldn't get tickets to the Cleveland show. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm know, not gonna harp on this again one, and again and it's again. It's one show, one location that the entire world of NIN fans are trying to get to. So. The odds were, but that would be us. cool because it would be. I know, it's like a, all the. We're gonna. They'll tour the and we'll get something. Yeah, I guess. And um, don't even get me started on festivals. But anyway. Yeah. So again, um, before we head out, uh, I just want to say because there is so much out there about this band that I want to apologize in advance for any kind of oversights or, you know, anything that's incorrect. Or any kind of things that we omit for uh-huh. the sake of time. Um, we'll so feel free. Them. We do have some social meds that you can reach out to us on. Oh, hang uh, on, hang on. Yes. Before we get to that. Oh, okay. Um, before you get into the show. Yes. Blanket content warning. If you know about Nine Inch Nails, you probably already know. <laughs> We're going to get into the dark stuff. Uh, the dirty Drug addiction. St- Suicide we don't ideation. Have, we don't have to Drugs. necessarily list. But yeah, I mean. I mean, it's a content warning. We're going to get big into self-harm. <laughs> yes. Um, on certain things. Um, all all, sort, all sorts of nasty stuff that comes with the territory for Nine Inch Nails. It's only fair that we give you a big blanket warning. And also uh, just my teen angst. <laughs> right. Sorry big, about it. Big teen angst warning. Uh-huh. Um so you've been warned, but you probably knew what you were getting into if you did click on this podcast. But fair warning. Yeah. Don't don't say I didn't tell you. Okay, now we can give the, the credits and stuff. Okay. And say where where we can be found okay. and all that. So what's our Insta? I just made an Instagram uh at nailed pod. And the Twitter is the same at nailed pod. Cool, dude. Yeah, so keeping the brand, gonna try to keep the branding tight. Some jerks, some idiots took at nailed on both Insta and Twitter and are sitting on them completely unused. No posts on both platforms, nothing. So fuck that person. Mm-hmm. And there's about 80 accounts on both of those platforms called Nailed It. You don't wanna click on Nailed It because Nailed It is something totally different. It's like a cake thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, not only is it the show about cakes, yes, it's like so unoriginal that uh, like you know a million other people called their thing nailed it. Like, uh, we're a woodworking podcast. We're called Nailed It, but Nailed just Nailed is very original, very smart. You're welcome. Very. <laughs> Did you come up with it? Yes. Okay. Well. You're smarter than me, so it makes sense. I had I had some really bad ideas for. You'll hear it in the first episode. Yeah, I had. Also, warning: <sighs> the first couple episodes, we didn't really know what we were doing yet. Well, so. we knew, we knew. I'm gonna say that they're still good. Okay. I mean, oh, I didn't say they were bad. I'm we just were saying, figuring things out. Bear but with us. We're seasoned podcasters. I mean, we knew what we were doing, but we didn't know the name of the show. <laughs> And the Sorry. format of the show we figured out, but it's still really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say that the theme music for the show is made by me. And I'll probably do a bonus episode where I talk about how I made the uh, special theme music, which is an homage to the music of Nine Inch Nails that I want to change a little bit throughout as we move throughout the different eras of the band. Also, as as we mentioned for those bonus episodes, you're going to have to go to our Patreon and subscribe. Do we have levels figured out or are we? Um, yeah, there are different levels. So we're on the Ox Network of Podcasts. It's a podcast network that I run, AUX. It's called Ox Audio, AUX Audio. Um, and it's patreon.com slash Ox Audio. And that gets, if you subscribe to that, you get the bonus content for all the shows, which we're, we have a little bit up now we're working on adding to for most of the shows that we do. Um, and that's where the nailed bonus episodes will be, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll also try to get like an RSS feed that's a secret that we can give to people who subscribe. Mm-hmm. Because you can subscribe at different levels starting at $1. Just go check it out. Yeah. I've also said if we get a 1,000 subscribers monthly, subscribers... I'll get a nine inch nails tattoo. Yes. If it's five thousand, you'll get a picture of a, a tattoo of a butt <laughs> no. on your butt. Watching too much Beavis and Butthead lately. No. Yeah. Um, if it's five thousand monthly subscribers, they get to pick the design. Yeah. So we're setting lofty if it's goals. Ten thousand designers or ten thousand. <laughs> let me try that again. Good grief. If it's ten thousand subscribers, then not only. Do they get to pick the design, but they can create the design? Does that make sense? Yeah, they can send in a JPEG yes. of what they want. Exactly, but it can't be. I, I'll have stipulations, but if we even get to a thousand, so. and if you subscribe at the one thousand dollar a month level, we will <laughs> tattoo your name on Jessica. <laughs> Everyone who subscribes at that level will get their name. But on it has back. to be for a year. <laughs> we have yeah. to subscribe a thousand dollars a month it once. for a Come year. Come on, this is a permanent tattoo she's doing. Yeah. So yeah, check that out for extra non-Halo content. We, we're going to set up an email. Yeah. We'll put that address in the show notes. Yeah, because I would like to have any kind of information that we maybe overlooked. If you want to send us that way, if you want to correct anything that we maybe got wrong. If you want to share your experiences about whenever you first started listening to Nine Inch Nails or what they mm-hmm. meant to you, I think it'd be cool to have um, shows maybe in between eras where we maybe read listener responses. So also love or hate mail one or the other, you know, both we'll at some both. point we'll probably want guests, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a guest DM us on one of those platforms or send an email 
to the address in our show notes. Say, hey, I want to be a guest. Here's why I deserve to be a guest. <laughs> we need a closing. We don't have a closing line oh, yet. God, that's another thing. If, if you guys want to help us figure out a close out. Yeah, I think we should make, let the fans pick. Let the listeners decide a closing. Yeah. Doesn't it make you feel better? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so thank you for taking a chance and clicking on Halo Zero and giving our podcast, our little nascent podcast, mm -hmm. a chance. Um, please subscribe, you know, on your platform. Give it five stars and review it if you like it. Check I guess out. review it if you hate it. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned because it gets way more entertaining from here. I promise. That I bonus promise. Up, we were drunk as fuck. And, and it but was it fun. purest feeling. It's worth it for purest <laughs> feeling. Do me a favor. Experience the Halos. <laughs> experience the Nine Inch Nails music chronologically. Go subscribe. Patreon.com slash Ox Audio. Listen to Purest <laughs> Feeling right now and then go through the Halos. Thank me later. I got to say purest feeling is our best episode. So if we're putting that out there first, they're going to. So good. I mean, it's just fun. It's yeah. and it's funny to go through. And I'll I'll post my uh, hear our live response to the first time we listened to Option Thirty. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll post my custom uh, album bootleg art for Pierce Feeling on our on our socials. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see you for Halo One down in it. Bye. See you there.